0: what's up i hope you're having a great day today this is jonathan smith your host of shooting the Schmidt, and today is the day where college draft prospects are going to come here to indianapolis and showcase their talents and show their insane athletic ability and it has inspired me to do a segment today on the biggest mistakes made on nfl draft day you're not going to want to miss it stick around to hear the take but first before we get into it double b Bruce Buffer. It's time! Thank you, Bruce. Here we go. The biggest mistakes made on NFL Draft Day. There are three things that really popped out here as I was just thinking back on previous drafts and just looking at the history of the NFL. And because I mentioned the Combine in the intro, we are going to start off with a mistake made at the Combine every single year this happens. Someone shows up to the Combine. And NFL GMs fall in love with their combine credentials. They fall in love with the 40. They fall in love with how many bench press reps they can do. They fall in love with their shuttle run and their broad jump. They fall in love with all these numbers, right? You know, every year there's a few guys who show up to the combine and do something crazy, right? Like like a 6'4", 225 wide receiver comes out and runs like a 4-4, right? Or we see a quarterback's arm strength fully unleashed, and we see him launch it, you know, 70 yards, and, you know, some offensive lineman shows us some unprecedented athletic ability as he runs like a 4-6, 40-yard dash or whatever. And as important, as important as the NFL Combine is, we have to remember that it isn't everything. Now, I'm sure that there are some baselines, right, where it's like, well, if this offensive lineman, if he can't bench – you know, an X number of reps on the 225, and he's probably not strong enough to play in the NFL, right? And we look at some running backs, it's like, oh, if he doesn't run under a 4 5 or whatever, then he's probably not fast enough to play in our system. There are definitely some lines like that. But at the same time, you know, if some guy comes out and goes crazy, that doesn't immediately mean that he's going to be a great NFL player, right? Like, I would argue that the tape that we see that put together in college is way more important than the numbers that we see them put up at the combine, right? I mean, like, at the end of the day, Tate doesn't lie, okay? If that 6'4 wide receiver who ran a 4'4 couldn't consistently create separation over his four years in college, chances are he's not going to be able to create separation in the NFL, okay? If that offensive lineman who ran, you know, a 4'8 or a 4'6 or whatever couldn't block the defensive end from UMass, then what makes you think he's going to be able to block an NFL guy like you know, Vaughn Miller or even just, you know, your backup defensive ends from across the league, right? You know, like I said, just because a guy puts up crazy numbers doesn't mean that they'll be a great NFL football player. It just means that they are a great athlete. The next thing I want to get into is taking a second round quarterback in the first round or just reaching on a quarterback in in general, right? Like we see it every year. It's happened this year. Okay, the first few mock drafts come out. And unless there's, you know, a Trevor Lawrence-level player, then, you know, quarterbacks are predicted to go somewhere, you know, mid to late first round, maybe early second. And then by draft night, we have all those guys as these top five, top ten picks, right? Like what happened over that course of time? We talk ourselves into quarterbacks, right? Now, obviously, it's the most important position on the field, which is why it's even more important to get it right and to not waste that, you know, fifth overall pick, that could go towards you know the left tackle, who's going to protect your guy for the next you know, 10 years or whatever it is. And I think Chris Ballard last year, the Colts GM, said it perfectly. He was at, you know, an interview kind of thing, and somebody was asking him about the quarterback situation, because we didn't really know who was going to play quarterback for the Colts this last year. And he makes this comment basically saying that it's not about getting a guy, it's about getting the right guy. Right, and at the end of the day, if you reach and you talk yourself into these quarterbacks, most of the time you're not going to get the right guy. You're just going to get a guy who's going to be out of the league in three or four years. You know, a guy like Josh Rosen, right, or a guy like Baker Mayfield, who is, you know, on his—I'm not say he's on his way out of the league, but you know, definitely wasn't worth, you know, the number one overall pick, right, or you know, so on and so forth. And I definitely think we're going to see that with this year's quarterback class. You know, I love um, Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. But at the end of the day, like he's—I don't think he's—you know—a top fifteen quarterback in a lot of these other drafts. I don't think Kenny Pickett is a top fifteen pick in a lot of these other drafts. I don't think uh, Malik Willis out of Liberty is a top fifteen pick in a lot of these other drafts. And so, but I'm telling you, it's going to happen right now. We're going to one of those guys. Maybe all three of them will go within the first fifteen picks, because there's this pressure that you have to draft a quarterback And every single year. GMs enter the draft without, you know, obviously, you know, teams that have quarterbacks don't care about this, but these teams that are drafting early, they always cave to the pressure that they have to draft a quarterback because it's the most important position on the field, right? And what they end up doing is they end up taking a need over talents that we know is going to get to play. And that's my last point here. NFL teams all the time, especially early on in the draft, they take need over talent. Now, obviously, every single team has needs. Now, I'm not saying that you go full-blown NBA mode where, you know, you take the best player available no matter what and then you figure it out because, obviously, football isn't like basketball in that way where you can, you know, you know, like you can't have six defensive linemen on the field. Well, I mean, I guess you could. It just probably wouldn't work out very well for you. But you see what I'm saying? Whereas, like, the NBA, you know, you can run three guards at the same time. You can mix and match lineups and do things like that. NFL isn't like that, right? So as I was saying, every single team has needs, and sometimes the draft just doesn't present the opportunity to address those needs. Okay, like this year, it is a great year to need an edge rusher. Okay, there are plenty to pick from. It is a deep edge rushing class. You know, there's a couple of elite prospects at the top that are probably get. They're both for sure going to go in the top ten. They may both go in the top five, but it isn't. But it is an absolutely terrible year to need a tight end. Okay, it feels like there are none, right? There's no Kyle Pitts, there's no Mike Kasicki, there's no George Kittle, there's no Kelsey, there's nobody on anybody's board that is really popping. And, you know, there's a team out there who really needs a tight end. And you know what they're gonna do? They're going to waste a pick on a tight end. Okay. There's gonna be multiple teams who do it. They're gonna reach, you know, and draft a guy, you know, maybe 15 picks too early or a whole round too early just because it's a need. But here's the thing, just because it's a need doesn't mean that you should fill it, right? You know, free agency, that's coming up, okay? You can sign guys in free agency. Like I said, just because it's a need doesn't mean you have to draft it, okay? Draft guys who are going to play, not guys you can say, oh, well, they fill a need that we have, so we're going to take them. Like, that's dumb, okay? Guess what? If they aren't good enough to touch the field, then they didn't fill a need for you, okay? Okay. Like, they didn't, okay? Like, if you take, you know, that tight end, you know, early in the second round, and he doesn't see the field all year, then he didn't fill a need. He just filled a roster spot, and you gave him money for no reason, right? When you could have taken, you know, maybe a linebacker or, you know, literally any other position, you know, or an edge rusher, because there's going to be good edge rushers available in the second round this year. You could have taken an edge rusher who would have actually, you know, gotten to play for you, right? And then it's not a wasted investment, okay? You're getting an immediate return on whoever you draft, and that is something that I think that NFL teams make the mistake of doing every year. They take need over talent, and that is just, it's not a, a recipe for success, okay? It never has been and never will be if you're drafting guys simply off of need. Now, like I said, there's definitely, you know, a time and a place to drafts based off of need, but do not reach on guys simply because you can say that it fills a need. That's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. A little bit shorter today, but, you know, I, I, I thought we got it done. I thought we got it done. So that's going to do it here for me, shooting the Schmidt, 10-minute takes. I will talk to you guys tomorrow with another take for you.